are tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrians for our Black and White Sports 2. We're going to talk about two things, UCLA, and we're going to talk about the college football playoff expanding. I didn't make a video on that yet. I do want to touch on that because I want to take a look back at what the playoffs, I believe under the current format, would have looked like. Uh, there would have been some buys in there uh, for some teams. And uh, I'm not so much worried about that as I am, hey, let's look at 5-12 through 12 and see what that playoff scenario would have looked like. Because, frankly, I can tell you, 12 versus 5, that's a pretty intriguing game if you look back now. Um, and you might be like, Pittsburgh versus Notre Dame? Yeah. Yeah, it's intriguing for one reason and one reason only, and we'll get to that. Let's look at UCLA first because this just came out. And UCLA drew an embarrassing all-time low attendance over the weekend for the Rose Bowl. I mean, this is embarrassing. Uh, This once great historic college football program. I mean, we're talking about the university Troy Aikman came out of here. A lot of NFL players have come out of the UCLA uh, program, obviously. Uh, They did win. I mean, they killed Bowling Green, but uh, nobody was there. Um, And they drew an attendance that, yeah, I mean, a lot of big-time high school football here in Texas would probably beat out. UCLA's crowd for the opener against Bowling Green was embarrassingly low. This is David Hookstead over at OutKick. The Bruins blew out the Falcons 45-17 to get the season rolling. But they didn't do it with a ton of people in the stands at the Rose Bowl. L.A. Times reporter Ben Botch reported the crowd of 27,143 fans was an all-time attendance low. Yeah, but that's not even the thing. The visuals were awful, and it's because a lot of those fans that paid decided not to show up. To make matters even worse, the visuals of the Rose Bowl sitting practically empty for the start of the season, are downright humiliating. If you're a fan of the Bruins and it doesn't make you upset, something is wrong with you. There are big high school football games in parts of the country that draw more fans. Absolutely. I mean, look at this. I mean, that is unbelievable. Shit, that's like USFL shit right there. I mean, let's let's just be real. That's crazy. I can tell you right now. Um, a bunch of their season ticket holders, I would guess, didn't didn't decide to show up. Um, and that's what they think, too. Uh, that's got to include... It, he's talking about the attendance right here, 27-143. That's got to include 20,000 season ticket holders who did not bother to show up. I mean, look at that. Wow. UCLA is bound for the Big Ten. I would think that would get this program even more fired up. You know, I mean, you're going to have some big, big college football games coming there. Starting in 2024, and the program better figure out how to get uh, get people interested in football again because this is unacceptable. Yes, it's L.A., and there are plenty of things to do outside of college football, but there is never a reason for the Rose Bowl 
to sit empty for a game, especially the home opener. Wow. Wow. It's an embarrassing look for the Bruins, and it should be concerning for Big Ten as well. The Big Ten wants programs with fired-up fan bases. Judging from the video above, do the Bruins look energized? Of course, the answer is no. And, you know, I think one of the issues right off the bat is, um, you know, there's always a lot to do. The weather is great out there. But, but, this is a particularly embarrassing look with Lincoln Riley and USC being... I mean, with USC being thrust to the the front of college football again, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams showing up, and the chief rival across you know in town. I mean, you could not get two different looks and and two different fan bases fired up. It's it's unbelievable. That's part of UCLA's problem too, is it seems they're scared to take big 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 swings, right? Uh, so it's a bad look. It's a terrible look. Unbelievable. Let's look at this. College football expands to 12 by 2026. I hope to God this gets done sooner. I'm so fired up for this. After 14 and a half months of haggling over details and questioning, this is Breitbart, motivations, a plan to expand college football playoff from four to 12 was finally approved Friday to set the stage for a multi-billion dollar tournament as soon as as soon as the 2024 season. What still needs to be determined is how quickly the 14 model can be converted and implemented, but it will happen no later than 2026. When it does, major college football's championship tournaments will triple in size. Quote, this is a historic day for college football, said Mississippi State President Mark Keenum, the chairman of the CFP Boards of Manager, that pressed ahead after a process that just started in 2021 with an ambitious plan was derailed for months and it talks goes on to talk about just total and complete political bullshit and I'm talking political as far as college football goes in a unanimous vote and unanimous vote 11 university leaders who make up the board approved the original 12 team proposal that calls for the sixth highest ranked conference champions and six at large picks as determined by the selection committee to make the playoff. The top four seeds would be conference champions and receive buys into the second round. First round games would be played on campuses and the rest at bowl sites. A 12-team, 11-game postseason to crown a champion would be worth as much as $2 billion in media rights to the conferences that play major college football starting in 2026. Quote, so our plans to begin with a 12-team format for sure beginning in 2026 football season. However, we have asked our conference commissioners on management committees to explore the possibility of us beginning the 12-team playoff format before 2026, either in 24 or 25. If the new format can be implemented before the current 12-year contract with ESPN expires in 2025, the conferences would make an additional... $450 million in the final two years. The current deal pays about $470 million per year. You can almost bet they're going to figure out how to pull this off. They are. Um, that's a lot of money, and I can't see them leaving that on the table. Now, let's just take a glance. This was the playoff committee's uh, picks. 
the top top twelve teams last year. Okay, this is December fifth, and uh, are you kidding me? Where'd that go? Okay, uh, selection committee rankings. Okay, so this was the top twelve teams. Look at a glance, I can't tell you exactly who won their com- uh, their conferences. Right, um, Alabama was one. I know Michigan won the Big Ten. Uh, I know Cincinnati won their conference. I. I don't know if it was Alabama or Georgia that won the SEC. I don't really care at this point. Uh, this is just simply uh, an, an illustration because I want to glance at what might have been the games. Because I know a lot of people are out there like, four teams is enough. Um, who wants to see blah, blah, blah play, right? Uh, and I got to be honest with you. I actually believe this is eventually going to expand to 16. I, I do because... If you look at 13 through 16, I mean, you could have gotten Oregon and Oklahoma into the playoff. All right. So eventually that's going to be a thing too. Why? More money. Plain and simple. Now let's look at some matchups real fast because I think this is, you know, we would have had Pittsburgh potentially in a 12-5. I think that's how the format's going to go. It would be a 12-5, 11 Ten seven, I assume, and then nine eight. I, I would guess that's how they'll do it. Um, Pittsburgh against Notre Dame, you're like eleven and one versus uh, eleven and two. How's that gonna be good? Well, just for a frame of reference, that would have been Kenny Pickett, the the first in the first college quarterback selected in this year's NFL draft. And a guy that looks like he may be the real deal. God, he reminds me. It's the same scenario as Mac Jones. He come out. Oh, my God. He's got all the experience, blah, blah, blah. But he's not flashy enough, so all these teams pass on him. And now he looks like he's going to be a real, probably good professional NFL quarterback. Um, Boy, a lot of teams are out thinking the room on quarterbacks now. Um, That's neither here nor there. Pittsburgh versus Notre Dame. Okay. So you would have had Kenny Pickett, the best quarterback to go out in the NFL draft against Notre Dame. I'm sorry, I would want to see that. Okay, that immediately makes that playoff game totally watchable. I mean, totally watchable, right? You would have had Utah versus Ohio State. Who knows how that would have went. Michigan State versus um, Baylor. And then um, a very sort of random, interesting Oklahoma State versus Mississippi. Um, so, you know, I'm just putting that out there. That would have been your matchups for that first that first week. And I'm sorry, Pittsburgh versus Notre Dame with Kenny Pickett starting for Pittsburgh? Shit, you can count me in on that. I, I, would, have, I would have loved to have seen that game, you know? Um, seeing how Kenny Pickett would have fared. Now... The one thing you got to remember in this is, um, are ni people going to give more money on NIL in order to make sure these great college football players are willing to play extra games if they're going to the NFL? That's that's going to end up being a thing. You're going to end up seeing. We'll just use Kenny Kenny Pickett as a as a reference, okay? Even though there was bigger college football players. Um, you know, oh, I don't know if I want to play the playoffs because I could risk injury. I think Kenny would have played, but you get the point. Oh, NIL. Here comes the local Cadillac dealership in. 
you know, we'll give you $1.5 million to play the last four games. You're going to start seeing things like that now, too. So NIL is going to add yet another layer to this college football playoff scenario. And uh, let me look at the final rankings because uh, of that UCLA story. Now, UCLA uh, would not have made it, right? And I'm not a UCLA fan or anything, but uh, I thought it was notable to, to look at uh, a once historic program that has fallen so far from from a perspective of the fans. And I know they're playing Bowling Green, but look, in theory, they should win that game, and they did. So you would have thought a crowd would have come out to support the team, and they didn't show. They didn't show. It's a terrible look. It's a terrible look for UCLA. And what's even worse, can you imagine some of these high-profile Big Ten teams coming in? Ohio State, Michigan comes in, and you got 9,000 fans, 8,000 fans in the stadium. And look, I know it said 27,000, but look, 20,000 didn't show. Can you imagine them showing up? And 8,000 UCLA fans are there and another 30,000 Michigan fans or 30,000 Ohio State fans? God, that's going to be embarrassing. That is going to be so embarrassing. And you're going to have a bunch of -of middle-of-the-road fans that are fans of neither that just wants to see Ohio State or Michigan play college football. And you got to remember, too, there's a lot of transplants, right, from Michigan and Ohio Ohio that are in L.A. right now. I mean, look, L.A.'s made up of a lot of transplants. Now, I don't know how many of those bailed and went to Ron DeSantis as Florida or Greg Habits, Texas, because Gavin Newsom is a total punk. Yeah. Tell me what you think, black and white sports two fans. I wanted to talk some college football this morning. Yeah. Two stories. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.